sustainable fitness for the average Joe. There it is. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Garage Gym, guys, where we do sustainable fitness for the average Joe. I'm your host, Sean Hurlbert, and uh, accompanying me is my co-host, resident idiot, Brendan Moss. <laughs> resident idiot. Very nice. <laughs> Test subject. And so this is, uh, this is the debut podcast for Garage Gym, guys. And as such, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and sort of the origin story of where we're sitting right now, the garage gym and how each of us got into fitness. I promise not to make it too boring and dragged on. You all right? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. If, we'll edit that out. All right. <laughs> You're already making more work for me than I want. Anyway, so I'm going to, I guess I'll go first. I, I got into sports in high school and I was kind of a failed football athlete, but I think the, I was a really terrible wide receiver. I played varsity one year, but we don't need to go into that. I, I represent the, the very average, uh, no genetic gifts, uh, half of this duo. And so anyway, in, in high school, there, uh, Football was, football for me was about going to the gym. Where was where, this football? Where was this? Where was the football? This, this was is, just in high school. Yeah, but where? Oh, I mean, I grew up in Palo Alto, California. <laughs> Silver spoon in my mouth. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, I was from the poorer side of town, but it's all relative because everybody's super rich in Palo Alto. Anyway, <laughs> so I, anyway, I grew up in Palo Alto, played football. The gym is where things kind of lit up for me because I was like, oh, this is where I can like make the changes necessary to, you know, get more play time. I can get bigger or whatever. And so I remember going to Barnes and Noble and I got the, I can't, I'm, I'm going to screw up the title, but it was like the Nebraska football strength and conditioning program. And I <laughs> okay. read that thing cover to cover and I was a junior in high school. And, uh, I remember I taught myself how to power clean. I taught myself how to bench. I taught myself everything because the strength coach was inept. And I think that's kind of what set me on my journey. So I'll keep going. Anyway, very bad in high school, but I got, I got bit by the bug with the gym. I was like, okay, there's something about this gym thing. There's something about lifting weight. Kind of parallel to that running, uh, running its course was my career as a musician. So I went to university to study saxophone performance if you can believe that's a thing right <laughs> i didn't know how deep it went yeah and and i kept that thing going for <clears throat> multiple decades and went to grad school went to got I'm, I'm technically a doctor of music which is nuts but along <laughs> the way uh especially in grad school in grad school i had to figure out a way to like pay for rent and so I had been kind of on and off going to the gym. I think I was experimenting with powerlifting, 531, if you're curious. Um, oh, man. Somewhere in there was CrossFit. I, I don't know if, how deep we want to go with this, but I discovered CrossFit and was kind of like around in the... Oh, oops, we're going to edit that. I don't really want to curse too much in the oh, podcast. Oh, you didn't give me the ground rules. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Or the safety yeah, word. Let's, <laughs> right. Let's, All right. No safety word. For now, we will. For now, we're not going to curse. No F-bombs. It yeah. is new to me. All right. My bad. All right. So I was screwing around in the, in the school gym and uh, doing kipping pull-ups like a douche. <laughs> and we can say douche. I, yeah, douche is fine. 
anyway, and then I got a job as a CrossFit trainer at, at a gym. I just happened to like walk into the gym. I was like, I really want to work out. You guys have cool stuff. And then they were like, cool. And they noticed I moved well. And they're like, do you want to become a coach? I said, yeah. And so they sent me to California, which is cool. And I got, I got my level one. What? Yeah. After all this? You didn't know that? No, I didn't know you. Yeah, I got my level one CrossFit certification. And it was cool because it was in, it was in uh, Loyola. La Jolla? La Jolla. So Dave Castro was there. Jason Kalipa was there. Oh my God. Uh, I don't all know the, all the heavy hitters. I don't know if I'm more surprised about you having your level one or that you were from Palo Alto and you were up so high on the hill that you didn't remember what La Jolla was called, which is even amazing. <laughs> Down there in La Jolla. Us NorCal's, we don't, we don't uh, pay, any mind, pay any attention to the Southern California types. So, uh, yeah, so I got into CrossFit, like a lot of dudes probably that have garage gyms. So maybe y'all can relate to that. Fast forward to becoming a professional musician and having two kids a lot of stuff happened in between there as you might imagine and i realized okay i need to put food on the table and being a professional musician sucks because to make any money you either have to teach 80 hours a week or which is if you don't know private teaching or uh, being like a personal trainer maybe some of you all can relate is really taxing work because you have to be focused for an entire hour on one person doing the same thing over and over again. Anyway, so I looked into becoming a physical therapist. And so the last year and a half, I've been taking prerequisites because as you might imagine, science was not a part of my music <laughs> education. No. And uh, so now I'm technically Sean Herbert, doctor of music, student of physical therapy. And I start this fall. Um, yeah. So, and actually Brendan, so that's my story. That's like how I'm like into fitness. Yeah. I guess Brendan, you can tell your story, but you have to okay. then relate it to how we met and how the garage gym started to bloom like, okay. from this. I'll catch up to you and then I'll, I'll grab your hand as we go by. <laughs> Although I think you, uh, to give yourself a little credit, you downplayed that transition from the music to the physical therapy. I mean, that was a ripping the bandaid off mm. life. So we'll probably get more into that later, but, uh, yeah. So for me, I grew up in, uh, in, uh, upstate New York until like fifth grade, uh, then went to Southeast, uh, Michigan. So I grew up in the, uh, in the shadow of the big house. Um, football was my thing, um, because my, because my dad played in the NFL. Everyone was like, yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be your dad. You have to be your dad. I mean, what, why else would you do anything else? But, uh, Quick, quick, important point. Yeah. Brendan's dad played in the NFL. <laughs> My dad was like Ron Burgundy from Parks and Recreation, literally. So, we, Oh, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, not Ron Burgundy. Yeah, that's Thank kind you. of a badass dude, though. Yeah, he's a cool guy. No, I love my dad, but he's, yeah. he's not a NFL whatever. What did your dad play? Uh, yeah, you want even weirder situation. Yeah, he started off as a running back and a defensive end in high school. Uh-huh. Um, when, when those body types made sense together back in the 60s. Interesting. Oh, right now you would not be crossing over between those two positions. Then when he went to the NFL, he, he grew a little, gained a little weight, and they had to put him into inside linebacker. Yeah. Um, so incredibly gifted, so much faster than me, multi-sport, could play anything, do anything. So anything I do pales when I hear the stories about him. I mean, 
I remember growing up and still having him coming and showing me. I still got the high jump record. I still got this. And I'm like, Jesus, doing, <laughs> doing hurdles and stuff. And I'm like, Damn. is this so, at Celine High School? No, this is Vestal High School in upstate New York. Upstate New York. And a lot of my cousins. Small uh, pond. Small pond. Yeah. What, whatever. Oh Shrug it God. off. <laughs> Shrug it off. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. That, and then all my cousins played like college lacrosse. Okay. And then, uh, and then went on to be doctors, which ugh, my wife will tell me on, which I failed with that. But <clears throat> anyway, uh, so yeah, just, just kind of living in his shadow, but being in Southeast Michigan, you know, hockey was a huge component and I loved the game of hockey. Yeah. But the problem was different than my dad. I grew a little at, at different times than he did. I grew at a horrible time. I grew through my sophomore year. So I had a big bump in eighth grade. Big oh, bump. You're, talk, you're talking a growth spurt. Yeah. Okay. So I grew and I, I got real awkward really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and some things never change <laughs> yeah and, and and i started really low in the awkward level so even when i got coordinated it wasn't nearly like where he was at so so yeah hockey was tough everything was a battle and i played football really because i knew it was going to pay the bills so at senior year uh um, let's just back up so uh junior year i got a challenge i was sitting there as a lifeguard i was just like lounging like this and, and the guy came up to me and he said i bet you you couldn't swim and I was like, I can swim, dude. And he goes, I bet you you couldn't come out here and do a practice. So well, I was having a little falling out with the hockey coach. Uh, and I just one day, it was so funny. I just grabbed my bag. I walked out of the locker room and I went right to swim practice. <laughs> and those two coaches had to have a talk and all, all that. But I fell in love with swimming. Uh, let's fast this forward. I lost a lot of weight <laughs> and I couldn't keep the weight on. So the fluctuations between the swim season to the football season really threw everything off. So senior year, I didn't get a scholarship like I had planned to. So my dad, uh, I went down actually to the recruiting office uh, for the Marines, and like, that's what everyone was doing in Celine. You know, Celine's a Celine's a farm town back back when I was going there. Uh, hey, we're in Celine, Michigan. Yeah, like. early two thousand. So um, then uh, I went to Fork Union Military Academy because my dad was telling me about uh, that will give you the extra year to put on weight, and then you can go back into football. So uh, ended up going to Michigan State. Um, had five years there. It was a good time. Real, <laughs> yeah. You're seeing your baby. Five, five and a half, actually. Get it done in five and a half. <laughs> Came in here mid year, <laughs> mid year, uh, mid year placement. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Um, I really don't know if I have the wisdom to even go back and and make that experience better for me. I and mean, it was just, it's madness. The that being a D one athlete is madness. I had no idea you were on the swim team in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, great. But so you, when, when is the swim season? The swim season is in winter in Michigan and uh, it was mid-year. So uh, in swimming, what they do is they, I really, I've only been to the beginning of one season because I've yeah. done one and a half seasons. So you have the winter conditioning, which is two a days mm -hmm. over Christmas break. I joined during Christmas break. So I, I never really got the full experience. I only got it once. And so you're like fresh off the football field and then you get in the pool. Yeah, in shorts and baggy shorts and all the drag and <laughs> oh yeah, you did, you did not have the kit. You weren't you weren't like a serious swimmer yet. No, I was a little afraid to still be seen in a in anything tight. You know, yeah, the jammer, the speedo, right? So, yeah, it was it was a weird transition, man. And no one, no one, uh, none of my buddies could understand it. But but I will say this: I fell in love with swimming more than any other sport. I was like, this is my thing. I okay. love it. I just okay. love, and I wasn't bad at it, so it was, it was helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, to it's helpful to to do a hobby that you're that you're not horrible at. It's a little easier yeah. to improve. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So so after uh, after that's why that's why I fell out with football. It was like, what, what is the point? <laughs> what am I doing here? I'm so small and so crappy at, <laughs> at all aspects of this game. Like, yeah, I can't I can't like skill or weasel my way into trucking somebody. Like, you just can't do it. Yeah, anyway. we'll we'll nerd out on swimming sometime. But um, yeah, after after college. I was a little lost. I mean, football is at such a fast pace with everything that you're, you just kind of get thrown out on your ass if you don't, you don't make the connections during mm-hmm. it. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. So um, in a way, you know, I came back home and, and um, if we didn't keep this fitness related, um, I, I looked into bodybuilding because I, I was the heavy guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the fat boy. Yeah. What position did you play? So, so I was a guard, a backup center and a tackle. There you go. So uh, I. I was the fat boy, and I, I was the skinny for the big kids. Skinny for the big kids, but, but fat. But large. And- <laughs> yeah, and I had all the DNs and the linebackers, and they're at the beach, and I'm like, God dang it, can I just look like that? So, <laughs> so I started lifting, you know? I started lifting different, not eating the carbs, and then, uh, and, and then uh, ended up having a freak out because I'm pretty impulsive, and I joined the Navy uh, a week before the age deadline hit where you need a waiver. Yeah. So I did two years in the, uh, in the Navy and then, uh, learned that type of training and, uh, Naval Special Warfare. And, uh, I, I, I ruined my own opportunity there, Okay. but what I learned and I wouldn't change anything because now that I've got, I've got the girls here. So, um, yeah. So yeah. In hindsight, oh, but oh, you, I'm what, sorry, we skipped over the MMA thing, didn't we? There's like an MMA thing. Yeah. There's a Navy. There's a Buds thing. There's a like. What bowls did you go to? Like. Oh it was, man. It was okay. an illustrious football career. Well, you want to? It's very funny, man. So no one, no one thought I'd be anything in football, and then, and then fast forward, and then we're we're playing in the Alamo Bowl. I started every game that season, and uh, you know, you're you're the one of the big, the heavies, the big bodies out there that yeah. the 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 big uglies as we call it, and um. Yeah, and, and after the Alamo Bowl, my buddies, they, they're from San Diego. They drove to San Antonio, and yeah. they said, hey, man, let's just get in the car and go to San Diego and see where life takes us. And I was like, all right. And they stuck it out, man, and I, I'm the only one that cowered and came home after a month. Oh, they, they live in San Diego now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. They actually one moved to Cardiff, which shout out to anyone who's been to Cardiff. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Cardiff Just, what? What is Cardiff what by the is. sea? Cardiff on the sea? It's, it's, is that in California? Yeah, it's just north of San oh Diego. God, I'm the worst Californian that ever. When ever I was, was stationed in San Diego, dude, I couldn't figure it out. I'd drive for an hour and I'd still be in San Diego. Okay. It just doesn't make sense to me All how right. big the area is. But. So, so anyway, football and then uh, that, was, that was like your college career. And then, okay. yeah. and then Navy or bodybuilding, Navy, MMA? No, no. So, so uh, yeah, college. Uh, then, then it got out and then I was trying to do the bodybuilding thing, which I sucked at, let's be honest. And I was at the bar and this girl was jacked. And I remember telling her, I was like, you got to be a bodybuilder. Like you have the genetics, mm. like everything I want you have, it looks like you have just the perfect frame. And she says, she said, actually I do MMA. And I'm like, oh, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> let's get some of that. Every, every kid wants to learn that. Right. So I ended up having the rare opportunity to, to go to the best school, I think in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it was a very small knit school. And the fact that if anyone hears this will laugh, they don't know how good that school was because oh, it wasn't on the map. It was hidden. There's no website. There's nothing. It's just still. Yeah. And the guy's actually thinking about getting out of it, but 
getting out of it yeah he's just done uh, okay. his body's all beat up he's been in a, a couple car accidents got a got a hip replacement but he's nasty just all nasty right. so right. so learned mma and that's where it taught me to be humble uh taught me everything about how as jocko says the way is everywhere you know i'm mm. sure he says it better than that but the the way just the concept of fighting is is amazing so i did mma kickboxing brazilian jiu-jitsu gi no gi all that for about five years Damn. loved it so so if you can take you take a you've got the fitness components have changed drastically and you've got you've got the heavy lifts from football the explosiveness and then mm. you've got the fluidness of mma mm. the odd long days of cardio but the sporadic um high intensity mm -hmm. and then um and then from there i just went straight into uh training for training for going into the navy and what the reason I fell into triathlon was because I was training for the Navy. It, it wasn't like a thing I want, was like searching for. Because, well, you, you didn't mention Bud. Was yeah. That, that was, is that Navy? Is that all? Yeah. Hold it into that two years? Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I think I was trying to like, I think what you get used to is when you're in football, you're looking up to stars, you know, you're yeah. looking up to some important people. So when I wanted to be in the military, I was like, I'm looking at the stars. Yeah. So I was like, give me the, give me the seal contract. I'm, I'm the man. I'm the guy. And then you find out you're not the man. <laughs> That's important. That's important. You're like, not the man. Well, you know, even yeah. to have the balls to go out and do it. I think that's, that's something. And it speaks to kind of your well-rounded experience in all facets of fitness. Like I don't have any MMA experience. I hate running. I hate biking. <laughs> but what I was saying earlier is that you came in with all these Navy SEAL studs and you were like, okay my conditioning is garbage compared to like all my instructors and all this stuff. Yeah. So I, like I said, I stumbled upon triathlon cause I was like, well, I'm, I'm trying to run. How do I get better at running? I know nothing about it. How do I get better at swimming? I, I I've done it, but I've never had to do it when I was running and lifting and, and hiking and, and right. you know, all that. So I ended up doing triathlon just to get ready for what I thought butts was. And, um, I wouldn't say I would go back and try and I don't regret it. I don't know if I would have been successful again, but I definitely would have changed the intensity. Right. I underestimated how long you can go with things and how much work you can put in during the week. So then after after I got out of the Navy, um, I you know I took a year of just hold on is is uh, is leaving buds just like GI Jane? Do you have to ring the bell? Yeah. Well. Yeah. You ring well, the bell unless you're on a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens, I'm sure. It happens Jesus. for funny reasons, but yeah, I mean, you know, to be full, I don't, I haven't talked about this really with anybody, but I was, uh, I was, I was, I, I'll, I don't want to say it like this to sound dishonest, uh -huh. but you have, there is a certain level of cheating, stealing and lying to make life happen. Mm -hmm. And I would gamble hard. I'd gamble on everything. Everything was doubled down. I'll roll the dice. Yeah. And I could probably get into stories about that. But I found out that it, during Hell Week that uh, there's, there's two types of people in life. And, and, and it can change. There's two types of contributors to a situation. You're an asset or a liability. And I went from being an asset in certain areas to when I started to really see I'd go from asset to liability. I'd flip around mm -hmm. and I could see this downward decline in Hell Week where I was just liability, 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 and wow. it was getting worse. And I, and I really, from a team perspective, it broke my heart because I loved those guys. And yeah. I, was, I was a liability for so long that I looked at the guys and I just said, if you guys are going to get out of here, I got to go. So it sucked. Damn. So I, 
I, it was uh, the morning of the second day. I just, one of my buddies, I said, Hey man, I, I, I think I'm, I think I got to go because I'm, I, you guys aren't going to make it. Yeah. And, um, and he looked at me and he goes, stay. And one of the instructors actually came up to me. I remember I won't say his name, but he's probably still active. He's young. And he said, just stay, man. Mm. And then I looked at my buddy and said, I think I got to go. And he goes, then go. So he, he gave me the chance Yeah. and he said, okay, now we're moving on. Right. And, and he was young, so he had, but he had some odd wisdom. So I, I walked over the berm. The bell was on the truck because they bring it with them. And they said, are you good with this decision? And I was like, I am, but I don't know what I'm going to do next. Yeah. And I rang it and the guy's, okay, well, rolled out. Rolled out. So shortly after that, you probably moved back to Michigan, right? Well, actually, it was kind of funny. I, I got fast-tracked to the suck. So I, I went across the street to San Diego, um, got sent back to Great Lakes, did a quick A school. Uh, West Virginia's in there somewhere. Chicago's in there somewhere. Or yeah, I went back really? to Chicago, and then they yeah. sent me straight to a ship that was on deployment in the Gulf. So I really got the suck, which, which was so great, man. Yeah, it was so great to be sitting to to be sitting on a ship for a month at a time. I yeah. met a lot of great people. Yeah, met a lot of people that I freaking hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also was a cancer to the ship, and it was the only time I, I think that leadership. Help me out. Yeah. Uh, they tried to screw me, but but uh, but there was enough leadership that said you don't belong here. Okay. And they let me out, so it was great. I mean, they gave me an honorable discharge, but I had a lot of I had a lot of chiefs, which is a, a higher enlisted level, and and we would we were actually drinking on the uh, fantail one time during a uh, we had to hold a function for the admirals in Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, we're I was a I was a crank. That means you're the lowest level of your department. And you get to go work in the kitchen in the galley. See, I still haven't even subscribed to the Navy terms. So <laughs> I had to go work in the uh, the old kitchen area, and uh, I was serving drinks. And uh, here I am, a uh, older than all my officers, as old as all my chiefs. And they just one of them came over drunk, and he goes, "Hey, man, you don't belong here." And he goes, "I don't mean it in a bad way, but you don't belong here." Yeah. Like I was not brainwashable. Right. And you need, you need a little of that. You need a little of someone to at least subscribe to the cause. And my cause was at home. I had, uh, I had my first daughter was at home yeah. and I had never lived with her. And I was like, got to go guys. Enter your wife who I understand laid, laid down an ultimatum that you had to come home as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, uh, it's really scary to think about, but she told me that she, we were on our fast track way to divorce. Right. And uh, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I thought You're on it, the ship. You don't think about it. You know. Well, I'm saying you don't know it to be true until you hear it. Yeah. Well, okay. So anyway, yeah. that's, that's where I come into the picture. So that's what's important is Katie is, cuts my wife's hair and yeah. then we meet. And uh, I mean, what happened there? Well, so so they're, they're already good friends and they're like talking to each other and they're like, yeah, I, I freaking hate my husband. And Caroline, my wife's like, yeah, I hate my husband too. All he does is talk about fitness and like <laughs> he's so into himself and all this stuff. And Katie's like, what? Mine too. Oh my gosh. We have to get these guys together. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so it just so happens like uh, they grew up in Celine. We live in Celine now and we're at the park at some like movie event, movie at the park. I, there it is. And perfect name. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and then, uh, that's the first time I met Brendan. It wasn't, it wasn't all sparks right away. 
But no, it, oddly enough, and I don't know why. I think it was the two alphas were trying to like <laughs> sniff <laughs> each other out and see what we're trying to do in this world. Right, right. But why did it eventually spark? What happened? Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you how we became friends. I don't know the, I don't know that, but we just fell into it and, uh, it's been good ever since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, to that point, I think, how did we get here today? Right. And it's because I think Sean, with your analytical mind, mm. saw me as a, as kind of a project or a waste of, uh, of opportunity. <laughs> waste of potential. So <laughs> Sean lives down the street. And yeah. I, I, uh, I got Katie to buy into letting me put all this gym stuff. So I had it all at people's places and I started making this gym and, and you started coming over and you yeah. were like, dude, you're spinning your wheels. Oh, okay. like you were trying to do everything and guess what? You're doing nothing. Yeah. So Brennan, Brennan, like he described football, triathlon, MMA, um, all this, all the things. Right. And so he's like on the ground, he's doing like his jujitsu and he's like, man, do you like warm up and like. Like spinning his Indian clubs, which I love. I like like all the stuff that <laughs> yeah. he exposes me to. But I'm like, you know, I'm very focused. And I'm focused right now on just getting very strong. And um, I was like, man, you know, if you try to boil all these pots, you know, nothing's nothing's gonna happen. I'm sure that's not how the saying goes. But uh, he was just spinning his wheels. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I with my with my CrossFit level one. Uh, brain no i i i had been into like a lot of i sell myself short a lot of physical therapy a lot of strength and conditioning so i i have a good knowledge base i just don't have the letters behind my name yet just spt and i was like just trying to get him over like dude you need to like you need to just squat you need to like deadlift <laughs> this barbell you need to like yeah do simpler things and well, why why didn't i listen i think is something i was thinking about this morning <laughs> I think it's because I didn't want to be, I had that, uh, that fear of being the, the old power lifter body, you know, cause I was the heavy guy, you know? Oh, you don't want you don't want to go back to being the heavy guy. I didn't want to get fat. <laughs> so I was scared of that. That's so funny. I thought it, I needed to get sweaty to, to, to get anywhere near my goal. That's for really funny. Yeah. Which, so, I, the, which is partially true. I, I think, I think I avoid getting sweaty probably to a fault. And then mm -hmm. you're too into getting sweaty. And for the audience, we're speaking specifically about cardio, cardiovascular mm -hmm. training. I'm not that into it. Brendan's obviously very into it. And uh, we're trying to like meet somewhere in the middle. So anyway, that's our origin story. And this, this gym started out with just this barbell and a, a couple of plates barbell. and I'll maybe what, like a couple kettlebells. I think I had one, the gym started, I have a lot of pictures of this, we'll have to put it up. I had, yeah, I had this barbell. I had one set of 45-pound HG bumpers when they still had their grenade on them. Shout out to Rogue with the grenade. Got rid of them. And uh, yeah, and then I had one, the green competition kettlebell. Yeah, that's at um, my house. And I think I, yeah, You may have had it. to pull a bar up at some point. Yeah. So we yeah, can, we'll get into all of that stuff, but. That is the origin story, and I guess I guess now, man, I think, I think my camera stopped recording. We have the we have yeah. the things. So there'll there'll probably be a time as we make this journey. I think where people will either be shouting at their freaking phone, or they'll say, "These guys suck," you know, where because I'm thinking. All I, all I said, I don't qualify enough for the statements. I just said I didn't want to get fat from powerlifting. 
Someone's like, you're not going to get fat. We, no. we know. I know. Okay. Right. It's, <laughs> you got to, you got to get to where we're at. Yeah. So we'll bring everybody up to speed. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I think this is the part of the show where we issue each other our weekly challenge. Have you thought about that yeah. at all? Well, do we want to talk about at all where we, where we're, we just got to right here? Like how I, I'm getting off a year of Ironman training and you're getting off a year of what have, what have I been doing? It's just not oh, having a, uh, the full gym. Just, just, and I don't think we're going to get into that. All right. Just because we, we promised each other we were going to be narrowly focused and not bore the audience. But what we can talk about is this all sort of coalesced around COVID-19 because my gym had been taken away from us, from me. That's right. <laughs> and, that's right. And I was okay. like, I was like trying to be good boy because everybody in the first 30 days was like really good and quarantined correctly and avoided contact with everybody. Yeah. And then eventually I was just like, I just saw my body wasting away. And I was like, Brendan, I need to come over. <laughs> I need to work out now. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then I put the kettlebell at the back door and looked yeah. both ways. Yeah, he, he left <laughs> me some equipment, but it just wasn't enough. I missed my barbell, and so uh, I came over and we've been pretty consistent, at least on weekdays, waking up in the morning and mm-hmm. working out first thing in the morning. So Brendan's the four o'clock shift. We'll talk about that in another podcast. Yeah, and then uh, I'm the five o'clock, five thirty shift, and yeah, so that's that. Okay, weekly challenges. Have you thought about that? All right, weekly. So you know a little bit of my plan right now, five days. Five, five days, days yeah, right? Five days on, two days off. Um, I think the point is you challenge me and I challenge you. Okay. And then maybe we can have a joint challenge. But So what, I, what I'm thinking, to give a little taste of, of okay, so what, I want to do a challenge where you have to run after your leg day on the same day. That's great. So what I'm thinking is you do... I want you to do after your leg day. Have you been running at all after your leg day? A little bit. Did a couple striders. Okay. So what I would do is after your leg day, uh, after your leg main strength sets, roll out into the into the street where you've got it flat and straight, mm-hmm. and do one minute on for strider running in in, a, in the same direction. Yep. One minute off, nasal breathing. Just walking. Yep. Okay. Nasal breathing. And then do that for let's do eight let's do eight rounds on that. Eight rounds. Eight running rounds? Eight rounds, yeah. So one on, one off. One on that's that's one on, one off is one round. Yeah. Okay. Sixteen so, minutes. Oh, sorry, the pace. Yeah, which is good. It's that's how I kind of do mine. I assume, about I assume the pace is just going to be the pace that I can sustain for a minute, right? Yeah. So the pace should be a people. The pace should be a, a strider, which which to me that's like um, I've started jogging. So you start slow, like you don't mm. like a strider. The concept for me is you start slow, you don't explode out of the gate. Yeah. And you you just get up to a pace that's faster than a jog. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, a parade pace where you're like, yeah. Look at me, I can run. And then you just and then as you as that minute's coming up, you just start slow you slow down into the walk. Okay. There's no explosive change of direction. And then the, the only reason I, th- I, I you want the pace faster than a jog, just faster, is because I want you to activate everything because because in a jog I turn a lot of stuff off. Okay. Off. All right. All right. All right that's so mine. That's a good challenge. My challenge to you is 
um, take everything to five reps. So oh. you've been playing around with four by fives, four by threes. Yeah. A lot of threes in your training. I want you to see where you're at with a five by five and try to get, try to get, cause you're going to do every strength movement throughout the week, right? That's yeah, kind of how you're programming the, the big four, yeah. the big four. So yeah, not the big three. We do the big four here. Um, I want you to do five sets of five on each of those movements and then just see what weight carries across each one of those movements and then build off of that. So should I, should I try to keep the same weight for all five? Right. So that you can have uh, some data for the following week. Okay. So five sets of five for each of the big four. Same goal is same weight for every set. Right. Sustained weight. Yeah. Right. And you can set, you know, we're going to get into all of our little EMOMs and like all the things that we do. Do yeah. what you normally do, but I, I want you to make time for five sets and make effort for five reps on each of those sets. Yeah. Because that's, that's the big thing. At the four o'clock shift, he has to make time to even get in his strength stuff. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, and then efficiency is a whole nother ball game. But I'm sorry, you're going you're gonna to do the running. Are you going to do that once or twice this week? How many leg days you have? Let's see. So today was squats. So I, I dodged a bullet there. Tomorrow. Okay. I can do this. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's three days of running. Let's do it twice. So you want me to at least get it twice. I'll aim for yeah. three, and if I land on two. Yeah, I don't know. You're, going, you're running in minimals. I think three would be a, would be a uh, Bebo. <laughs> Shout out three, Bebo Barefoot. Three might be a stretch um, just right now. Because okay. I don't want you to be like, oh, my God. That. I never want to do that again. Yeah. It is a challenge, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> three it is wow all right so uh and if you're following at home you can do one of these challenges and try it out and leave a comment in our youtube video if you like the podcast go ahead and leave a review that helps us out greatly and with that we'll see how the youtube video turns out it could be could be real shoddy or it could be great we'll see <laughs> um you want to leave any leave the audience with anything Oh, the only thing I can think of, the mistake that I made the, the most, and I, I just have to talk myself out of it, is, is you, you, don't win, you don't win the workout today. You, the, the workout has to take into account over and over and over. So you don't save the world in one day. And that's why the challenge is the bar is set low, because you got you to gotta be able to operate every day. Words to live by. <laughs> this is Garage Gym Guys, episode one, out. Oh, man.